Welcome to our first episode of Blind <laughs> Confidence. I'm Ethan. I'm here with Graham. And, you know, we're hoping to get started and start to have a conversation about what it's like to live in the world as legally blind people and how funny that can be sometimes. Yeah. I'm Graham. I'm excited to talk about this stuff with my good friend, Ethan. Hopefully we can, uh, we can talk about this in more of a, a normalized light where, you know, we can crack jokes, but still talk about serious things and everyone can enjoy the listen. And the best part is just the two blind people get to crack jokes about it. And then everyone else gets to listen, doesn't know if they should laugh or not, but yeah. <laughs> you're going to laugh. Just, just don't start with the joke. Yeah. 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 You can laugh. Don't, don't make the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, you want to, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Okay. So hi everyone. My name is uh, Graham Rainsby. I grew up in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm currently 22 years old. I work as a software engineer. Um, I went to Middlebury College where at college I ran on the cross country and track teams there. Um, I have Stargardt's disease, which is a form of juvenile macular degeneration. That's why we're here talking today, talking about our, our disabilities. Um, I currently have 2200, which is my corrected vision, which means when I'm wearing contacts, um, I, I see about 2200. Um, and I guess later we can probably, you know, explain what all that means to people who maybe don't know. Ethan, you want to thank you for that vibrant intro there, Graham. <laughs> and for people that don't know, 2200 means that he can't see that much. It's not so good. <laughs> uh, my name is Ethan Markowitz. I'm from Syosset, New York. Um, I went to Northwestern University and I work as an analytical lead now. I have ocular cutaneous albinism, which is a condition that affects my eyes, but also like my skin. I have different vision and different eyes, and it depends on the light and the dark, but it's about 2200, I would say, on average. But one of my eyes is like 2150, and the other one is like almost 2400. So they vary quite significantly. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not really like that at all. More actually some, some people with starts have like pretty different eyes, but mine are pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. I'm kind of at the point where it's like, so I have one eye that kind of works for two and then one eye that kind of works for zero and then <laughs> the other, two eyes that don't work that well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, um, so, so Ethan and I first met when we were, we were 20 years old, we were doing, uh, something called the, the Lime Connect Symposium. And um, yeah, so we, we, I don't know, we both found out that we had pretty similar vision and we just kind of hit it off because we, we had so many uh, similar life experiences with dealing with funny things and dealing with stupid people and stupid comments that you hear a lot. Um, and after, you know, going back and forth on all these kind of, and sometimes, you know, when, when, you, when you have low vision, when you're legally blind, that Ethan and I both are, you, you can find yourself in kind of like stupid situations. And, <laughs> and we thought it could be a good idea to make this podcast and, and maybe one day there'll be listeners to this and maybe there won't be, but <laughs> either way, it'll be fun to talk about it. Yeah, we'll have it no matter what, you know, just kind of <laughs> this free flowing space for us to share our experiences, you know, and I think we have like a, a niche life perspective, but one that a lot of people could appreciate if they yeah. kind of you know, for lack of a better term, could see our perspective. <laughs> so, uh, 
Graham, you want to talk about a little bit like what it was like growing up and, and how your vision uh, developed or I guess didn't develop yeah, as you sure. got older <laughs> to give listeners some context to what it's like. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Stargardt's disease is a form of juvenile macular degeneration. Um, so basically what that means is there is a hole that slowly grows in the center of my retina is basically layman terms of what's going on. Um, so when I, when I was younger, you know, I was like probably the first kid with like glasses, you know, when I was in like kindergarten, I was wearing glasses and I broke a lot of pairs of glasses. And, you know, at, at the time when I was a kid, I actually, apparently I actually only had like 20, 40 growing up, like from ages, like maybe zero to eight or 10. And then around 10 years old, um, I had, I, I, my eyesight kind of shifted to 2060. And at this point, you know, my eye doctor kept saying like, oh, he'll grow out of it. Like his eyes will correct. He'll grow out of it. He'll, he'll, he'll go back to 2020. Um, I was clearly seeing a stud of an eye doctor. He knew what he was talking about, but um, <laughs> at a, at a certain point, it was kind of in my, in, in sixth grade. So I was like 12. Um, so I, let's see, let's take a step back. So when I was younger, I was always in like, um, you know, you know how there's like the, the advanced math classes. Wow. Um, Subtle flex. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, they, they put, they put some kids in like the faster math class and like second and third grade, I was always in like the advanced one. And then in fourth grade, I distinctly remember like we were, (laughs) <laughs> I was put in the, 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 like the, I guess the, the slower math group for lack of a better word. <laughs> I don't know that, I'm not sure course. if that can stay. <laughs> As opposed to the fast class, of course, you're, you're in the, uh, the, the temper speed class. But so, <laughs> yeah, so, um, and, you know, my parents were like, what the heck's going on? Like, what happened? Um, and, you know, like, I was just, that was like during the multiplication table time period. And, you know, I was really slow with that. And I think part of it was just like the reading. And I remember, I don't know if this happened to you. I guess you always knew you had bad eyesight. So it's a little different. But um, I they kept making me do like reading tests. And the reading oh, tests. Yeah, were, with those. yeah, they were just timed. And I was just so slow. Like they kept making me redo it because I was like reading incredibly slowly. <laughs> Cause like, you know, for, for us, it's like reading a book is like reading like nutrition facts. So it's like every word I'm trying to parse <laughs> out. <laughs> so yeah. So like, um, so yeah, fourth, fifth and sixth grade, I started like, I mean, whatever. It's not like I was some high achieving academic kid. That's not really a thing, but like, you know, I, I was maybe my teachers were noticing that I wasn't doing as well as maybe I, I had done in the past. And one of my, I remember like in fifth grade, I would sit in the back of the classroom and literally not see the board and just assumed everyone else couldn't see the board. Like I just, I just assumed like, oh, like kids who sit in the back just don't give a shit. And they just like sit in the back because they don't, they don't want to look at the board. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so from uh, you went from smart guy to to cool kid in the back. Cool kid that in the was back. evolution of not being yes. able to see. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so yeah, so sixth grade, I had about twenty sixty corrected, um, and my mom took me to see another eye doctor, 
And actually shout out to this guy. Cause he was like, he, you know, did the test or whatever. And he was like, you know, you should see if he has Stargardt's disease, which is like an incredible call for this person who just like measuring my eyes. Cause like, I was like, I had about 2060 and there's a whole world of eye diseases there could be, or just di different answers for why I could have 2060. Um, but so he sent us to the lighthouse, which is like a, have you been, do you go to lighthouse? I have. Yeah. So they're like a lighthouse is a specialized thing in New York city for, um, people with, with poor vision. Um, so then long story short, after running many tests, uh, it was confirmed that I had Stargardt's disease. And then from sixth grade to seventh grade, my eyesight deteriorated from 2060 to 2160. And then it slowly went to 2200 and it's been pretty stable around 2200 ever since then. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the story of, of, my, of my eyesight in, in terms of what actually happened. Um, maybe Ethan, do you want to, you want to, you want to tell us about your, your early beginnings and then we can, we can talk about how it was having low vision. Yeah, for sure. I guess I, uh, when you, when you juxtapose myself against Graham, I had stable eyesight, right? So growing up, it was always the same for me, but I would say I started at the spot that Graham is now. So I don't know <laughs> what it's like to see 2020 vision. I think that's a lot of the struggle with trying to explain to people what I experience is I don't have a frame of reference. I never could give them a frame of reference because I don't know what it's like to see any better than what I experienced. So I don't know if it's blurry. I don't know if I don't see everything. I just know that I see what I see and I work with that. But growing up, I'd say my story starts when I was one day old, when I was in the, uh, the hospital and they do the examination of the baby. My parents tell the story that they thought I was Hercules because the doctor shines the light in my eye and I grabbed it and I threw it on the ground. <laughs> it was too bright. So ever since day one, I knew that light sensitivity was going to be a problem. And that along with, you know, the visual impairment that came along with it, that I think in a lot of ways shaped my experience. I too had glasses really early, but I had sunglasses really early because I needed to wear them when I was outside. And we were buying them by the truckload. So we would buy like $3 glasses from the Canada and we'd order like a hundred of them. And I managed to lose all of them within a year. Did you time. need to have like polarized glasses or no? No, one? no, just like really dark sunglasses. Okay. A lot of the companies that made them were like the, the safety goggle companies that sell like <laughs> tinted versions, the one you use in science class. Yeah. That like are like bulletproof. And that's the shit I was wearing around <laughs> when I was like five. I'm sure you look like an absolute idiot. <laughs> oh my God, it was nonsense out there. No, but then they made like these cooler looking ones. So I started rocking yeah. those for a while. Good. But they're just like buckets of glasses and I would lose them constantly. And so that was like, a big maturing and also wore a hat. And I'd say like, I was always also just like grandma, I was into sports growing up. And despite being visually impaired, I somehow managed to play sports. Despite doctors telling me I would not be able to play sports, they were wrong. I was always into sports with the really big balls because I could see them a lot better. So I, w I started out with baseball, but obviously that, that took a turn. So we played a lot more basketball and soccer. And like another like, 
I guess, shaping moment for me is like, I had to wear a hat and glass when I played soccer and all the refs would yell at me that I wasn't allowed to play with it. So we found like these foldable yeah. hats that we could use so that when I went up for headers, it would like come oh, down God. automatically and I couldn't hurt anybody with it. And it was all just like these formative things or else I'd be rocking kids, you know? That, that is such a classic annoying thing about like a disability where like the ref's like, you can't do that. You can't wear a hat. And then you have to be like, well, let me explain. I, and they're I, like, we don't care. And then we're like, <laughs> no, no, but we have this note from the commissioner that says yeah. I can play with it. And they don't care. Yeah. But it's, it's all those like, extra they don't understand. Things, right? Yeah. It's the little things that add up. I mean, that, that's what our lives are and what we're talking about, right? All these little yeah. things that have added up, a lot of which are just hilarious. So, you know, going through <laughs> school, I knew that my visual impairment was going to play a significant role. So I had to kind of learn differently. And unlike you, they made me sit in the front row because yeah. all my teachers had to be aware of my visual impairment. And they'd bring me these giant pieces of paper that were like two of the letter size paper in the opposite direction with all my worksheets blown up. Oh, yeah. I had to pretend like I could see them, even though they were still way too small, <laughs> because I didn't know any better solutions. So. Yeah, and someone worked hard to make those for you. No, they yeah. always worked so hard to make them, and then I had to be so appreciative that you know, <laughs> I was only doing like you know, 20, 30% better, but it looked good. Dude, I, so, I actually, in high school, I had those as well. And you know that feeling, right? You're like, oh, I have to be happy and appreciative, but it's just not <laughs> no. that much better. Dude, my my uh my big thing, dude, I was so bad. I'm still bad at this. People would forget a lot to enlarge things. And I'd be like, I'll just tank it. I can do this. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I, I, it's not bothering to ask. And my parents would get all frustrated and stuff. Yeah. You don't want to be the kid who's like, um, excuse me. My <laughs> my handout that is way larger than everyone else's isn't good enough. <laughs> you have to know when to cut your losses, right? Part of it is just yeah. like going with it, taking what you can get and moving on and picking your battles when it's important. But yeah, so I mean, formatively, I, you know, kind of experienced my vision differently at different points in my life. I think it plays a very different role and a smaller role now as I've become more of an adult, or at least I've been trying to play an adult on TV for four months and it's not going so well. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm doing my best to, you know, it, I'm, I'm proud of it. And I'm happy that I had this experience, but I think it matters way less now that I'm like in the workforce, able to get what I need in order to be as successful as possible. And, you know, kind of taking all the experience I've had previously in stride and figured out what works for myself. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely relate. Um, you know, I, I think, I think for me, it took me, it took me a while to find my stride once I, once I lost all my vision or a lot of my vision. Um, I guess for, for reference for everyone who's listening, who maybe has, has never heard of, of 2200 or 2000 or whatever you want to talk about, just in, just in general. So the, the average person has 2020, you know, some people will tell you they're legally blind, but if they put on glasses and they correct a 2020, they are not legally blind. <laughs> just got to throw that out there. That's it, it's so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I'm legally blind too. No, put on your freaking glasses. Yeah, bro. Like, if you're gonna tell me you're legally blind, you better you better be legally blind. No, Graham, it's been a facade the whole time. Yeah. These glasses I have on, <laughs> you see perfect. But um, but yeah, so like, so when when Ethan and I say that we see you know 2200, what we mean is, for for the average listener out there, if you see 2020, um, if you look at something 
20 feet away. Oh shit, I said that the wrong way. If, sorry, <laughs> if I look at something 20 feet away, if Graham or Ethan is looking at something 20 feet away, for you to understand, you know, the clarity that we're seeing it in, you would have to stand 200 feet away. So when people ask me like, do you see blurry? My answer is no, I do not see blurry, right? Because I, although my eyesight did deteriorate and yours, you know, you, you were born with yours, I actually can't remember what 2020 looks like. Like I, all I remember is what I currently see. And to me, this isn't blurry. This is just fucking what, yeah, I see. what you see, right? Yeah. So no, I don't see blurry. I see unclear, <laughs> but yeah. You know, it could be better. You just it don't could, know what or how. I don't know. I, yeah. That's the thing. Like, like when, are you ever just amazed with what people see sometimes? Yeah. I'm just like in the car and people are just like pointing stuff out on the side of the road. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. How are you in the nod and smile zone? Like, do you just go with like it uh, most of the time? Yeah. I'm a big nod and smile. Dude, when someone like someone shows me like a funny thing on their phone, if oh, I don't know them very well, I'm like, Oh, that's funny. It's like, dude, my grandma just died. It's like, Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> That's the difference between close friends and friends. Close friends don't yeah. even bother with me anymore. No, like they know better than to show me some nonsense on their phone I don't care about that I can't see. <laughs> and you know, they'll just send it to me or whatever. But yeah. you know, people that don't know you that well, they're like, oh, look at this. And you laugh because you assume that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just nod and laugh, always the move. And then you I just hope like a dumb, you know, you ever feel like a dumb person like that? You know, oh. like people that just don't get the joke, but it's yeah. you know, you probably could get the joke. You just don't I want feel like you feel and then you then you get like that there's like a sometimes you're met with this weird like quiet space after the laugh where like was i supposed to laugh was that <laughs> was that what we were going for today and i mean you're just straight up too smart to ever have to experience that otherwise so it's really funny that we have to put ourselves in these positions to be oblivious because it's the best response either of us have come up with so far yeah 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 i mean now that we're on the topic of phones you ever get like so obviously most of us who are visually impaired we have large font on our phones and oh, my font the max size yeah yeah ethan has bigger font than i do and i i commend him yeah, for no it. big deal you know what they say about big font <laughs> worse vision <laughs> um but uh but yeah, like people just hit us with with the barrage of, of stupid questions and comments. Uh, like, you know, like, I mean, there's the classic, like, I mean, it's some of it, some of it is just like people, people will be like, why is your font so big? And even though that's a super fair question, it can get exhausting answering that question like 20 times a day. I don't know if you feel the same way. I mean, one of my personal favorites is they're like, what are you blind? I feel like, yeah. yeah. And then no, no, just just say yeah, and then walk away. Like, you know, <laughs> I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been. They people really love to ask, "What are you blind?" Because I mean, I guess yeah. I guess part of the the inspiration for starting this is, for some reason, everyone can only envision blind is like white or black. And I realize, you know, I guess everything now is a spectrum, right? But blind, being blind is certainly a spectrum. <laughs> uh, you know, people are differently sighted. Um, so yes. Yeah, we're definitely in the gray area for sure. Yeah, I mean, the whole concept of legally blind is strange, right? So Ethan and I see bad enough that we are legally considered blind, right? Which means- yeah, the government is just like, you guys can't see shit, but you can see yeah. a little bit, but we'll put like, you in this yeah. bucket over here. Like I'm not walking around with a, with a cane, right like with the blind person's cane I, I i ran cross country and track i you know i i 
I don't really, I mean, I guess when I was running on the trails, I would, I would trip occasionally, but like, you know, for the most part, I'm not worried about bumping into a table. Yeah. I mean, my senior year of high school, I kicked for our varsity football team. I didn't even tell the coaches that I couldn't see anything until like a few weeks into the uh, <laughs> practices. At what did it, it must've come up, right? I mean, that, I think I could tell that story another time. Like, okay. <laughs> it's really good content. But I was the first player ever to be able to be approved for one of those dark face shields. Oh, yeah. you know talking about like some of the NFL yeah, yeah. players wear. So if you picture me, like for the listeners out there, like I'm, I'm like a six foot four guy with this giant dark face shield on and right off the bus, people look scared of me. My teammates would joke around, like, I look right off the bus and they realize I'm the kicker. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, you know, that's blind privilege right there. I get into one of the cool, the cool headgear. Cool headgear. Oh, dude. Um, going back to you wearing sunglasses a lot. So my eyes are, are not as sensitive to yours and not as sensitive to yours, but I, um, I'm supposed to protect my eyes against the sun. You know, that, that'll make my vision potentially deteriorate more. Um, so when I was younger, I wore transition lenses. Oh, which I know those are so brutal, so brutal. I've worn like, them before. They're, they're they don't even work. They're not dark enough. Well, the thing is, dude, you have to look like at the sun for them to activate. So, like literally, when I was younger, I would I would point my face towards the sun and close my eyes until the lenses got dark enough. And you start hitting them like a computer screen, like stop buffering. Come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh. oh man, transition lenses were tough. It's just like when you break it down, no matter what topic you talk about or I talk about, we're gonna have something that we can relate to because each of these like small battles that you fight like has to like be something we both have experienced in that sense. And yeah. we're some of only a few people that have experienced it. It's, it's a blessing that we're so similar as like a normal human being before and then also as blind people that yes. it kind of work. Blind people unite. But um, <laughs> do you ever, you ever feel weird saying that you're blind? Like it's a little dicey. It depends where yeah. I am. Yeah. Well, you for sure. If I need someone to really take me seriously, I have to tell them I'm blind because then they don't listen to what I'm saying sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. If yeah like no no you're fine you're fine i'm like no i'm blind then they're like wait what and then you gotta you bring up bring out the b word they're, they're gonna listen this is true but my, my problem is when i tell people i'm i'm you know i usually say legally blind i actually usually say visually impaired is what i go for but when i say legally blind people are like you're not blind it's like well yeah i mean you i'm that all the time and i'm looking at you but you know this is a it's more complicated than blind or not blind the conundrum I face now is so I used to always go with visually impaired. But now yeah. that I have glasses, it's a little harder because people just assume that my vision's corrected with the glasses. Yeah. So I've set myself up for disaster, but I like the aesthetics. So I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> it's also funny to me. People find it hard to comprehend when I tell them my contacts don't correct to 2020. Yeah, they correct me back to legally blind. Yeah, yeah. Over here. yeah, it's like I see 2,800, I think, with my contacts out. Wait, 2,800? Uh, yeah, dude. You, dude, the thing, the, the stupid thing about that, the only reason I know that is I went in, so I went to school in Vermont and I was trying to uh, 
get some papers to, to try to like do some Paralympic stuff, which I actually never ended up doing. But, um, <laughs> but I had to go to an eye doctor in town because they needed to fill out this form. And for some reason, the, the woman was insistent that I, they had to measure my vision without my glasses on. And this was like a very low scale like place. So they, like they had never heard of Stargardt's disease before. And, and I'm like, and, and dude, so like they open up the, the eye chart and I'm like, yeah, I can't see any of that. Like my contacts are like, you know, usually I can, I can see the 2200 line, but no contacts and I couldn't see anything. So she's like, okay, I, I got this. Like, we, can, we can do this instead. And she literally was like, how many figures am I holding up? And then would take a step, step back. And would literally do the how many figures am I holding up thing, and um, but then is like that funny or is it patronizing in that moment? I, what, what were you feeling in my mind, it was funny in my mind because okay. because usually usually right like Ethan and I, I just assume that you've experienced this. Like when I tell people like I I can't see well, like especially when I was younger, they'd be like, well, how many fingers am I holding up? Yeah. And like it'd be annoying because they'd be right next to me. So I'd see it or like occasionally they'd actually be like, I wouldn't actually be able to see it. And then they'd be like, Oh, you're blind. (laughs) (laughs) But it all in that moment of when I'm sitting there and this woman is taking steps back, putting up her fingers. All I'm thinking of is all these past memories of me thinking this is such a stupid bogus way to measure someone's eyesight. She's actually in an eye doctor office measuring my vision like that. You ask her if she has any church faders that want to help her out with the test. Yeah, exactly. I think you're bringing up something super interesting, though. Like, so much of our experience isn't actually because we had them, but because other people have either matured or immatured, like, over time. Like, because we were once first graders and people held up their fingers and asked or be blind, we had that experience. But now no one would... I mean, some people, people might. People not still many, do it somehow. Not, many people not a lot. That now. Not a so lot. I think like, especially as you move towards like older, like older, more mature people and also smarter people, the reactions are getting better, I would say, over time. And I think a lot of that is just like, we're getting older. Yeah, I would, uh, would have to agree. There's still some big idiots out there in the world. <laughs> um, I would say... I guess kind of the touch on the the whole, I guess, point for starting this podcast or the at least part of my thought was just like, I feel like sometimes a lot of my problems I face have nothing to do with my inability to see, but the inability of people to understand what's happening. And then, yeah, I can't see. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can't see, accept it. And let's move on to something else. That is it. <laughs> really nice summation honestly of what the what what i think your the experience speaks to right like we know what we experience we're comfortable with it right yeah we're talking about it openly and letting the public hear about what we have to say but can the public do a little bit better and just like kind of letting us do our thing and like just just work with us a little bit little give and take but see this is this is the other part of why i thought it would be important for us to do this is is I get it. I understand why people ask the stupid questions because like, I mean, before I even had low vision, I didn't know anyone who had low vision. It like, to be honest, I didn't, I wasn't able to relate to anyone until I met Ethan really. I, I knew people who had poor vision, but they were in different stages of their life. They had different life experiences. And so when, when I am met with those people who say like, 
you know, stupid comments like, what are you blind? They ask like, what's the matter with you? Why is your font so big in your phone? Blah, blah, blah. They say these stupid comments. And part of me feels bad for that person because I'm going to have to tell them, oh, like, this is my, you know, this is my dis like disability. This is like what I struggle with. Like, and then they have to sit there and think like, damn, I just asked this guy a really fucking dumb question. <laughs> and now he's like giving me his life story on like why I should not have said those words. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know. Actually, I don't mind that they ask. I guess yeah. sometimes when they're rude about it, I mind. But generally, it's like, it's, yeah, when people go about it the wrong way, when people go about it the naive way, yeah. you know, I'll, 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 I'll tell them a little bit more and let them learn. Also, there's the deadpan sarcasm route. I don't know if you've tried this one before, but when people ask you, why is your font so big? You respond with, wait, why is yours so small? <laughs> so seriously, like they're the weird one. And it really throws people off. You have a lot of options in the toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about reps, right? Like, I don't think I can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball, but assuming I had better vision, if you threw a hundred of them at me, eventually maybe I'd make contact with one just because I got so many reps. That's what it's like getting dumb questions. There's a lot of a lot of good responses <laughs> now because I've seen it so many times. That's true. I I see my thing is like I'm just even like I get like when I say the word, it's a, it's almost like I'm reading a script at this point. When someone asks me a question, it's like, uh, I have Stargardt's disease. I know you don't know what that is. Stargardt's disease is the form of juvenile macular degeneration. My eyesight is bad. It's not gonna get better with glasses. Like not, <laughs> that's that's what's going on. See, but, I'm zagging on that. Yeah, I, I, I like answering everyone differently and just kind of having fun with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, maybe I, I, I can't take myself seriously. So that's the only way I can do it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I, I think I think you you like it seems like you're better at being like this is this is like you don't give a shit if they actually understand or not. <laughs> or to the same degree. Like I want them to understand what's going on. That's an excellent question, honestly. Like, do I care that the other person understands? It depends on the situation. Yeah. But it's kind of a lifestyle choice that like I'm happy and proud of who I am. For sure. And so if I think that's important, that person knows who I am, that's cool. If I don't, I'm going to have some fun. Like <laughs> not, not bad, but I'm just like going to, yeah. going to mix it up. Have some, yeah, for you know? sure. No, usually if, if it's like, in, like, right. If so, if it's someone who I like met once and I'm probably not going to talk to again, I'll just be like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. You ever just like, <laughs> you ever just like on the couch watching TV, everyone else having a great time, and you're like, man, if I put a chair halfway between this couch and the TV, I'd be having <laughs> double a good time, but I'm not trying to ask. Oh, dude, that's like, that's, uh, uh, yes, yeah. I usually fucking do it though. I, I that, that one, I'm like, I don't know why. That's the one I'm, I'm not uncomfortable to do. I'll just grab a chair and drag it up to the front, and then if people are like, Usually, like, for some reason, people usually don't ask, why are you so close? 100%. Which is, which is weird, because they ask a bunch of other dumb questions. But you know, like, you're, I, I agree, because usually I, I do just make the power move. I'm going to take the, take the chair, <laughs> go sit where I want to. But, you know, you're, oh, at the, the, you're at the inflection point where you're watching a movie you yeah. don't care about, or like, you know, <laughs> you're doing a power hour or something like that. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you're with yeah. the boys on the couch, you're like, man... Do I want to go sit there so I can see the music video no, or am I just no. good here? I'm probably just good here. Oh, for sure. No, if it's a setting like, yeah, like if you're hanging out with a bunch of people and like you're watching something that like doesn't really matter, it I'm certainly not gonna see it. And I'm gonna be like, man, I kind of wish I saw what was happening, but 
it's not worth it. Um, Can I ask a rhetorical and irrelevant question? Yeah. Just because I want to. I'm trying to think of what the middle most content that I want to move up to watch is now. Like how <laughs> valuable is the thing on the TV have to be for me to get a chair? Like for myself, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like if I saw us, if I was re-watching Succession with one of my friends, like would I get a chair? Probably not. Probably not. Well, you can just, if, I mean, the thing is like, if, you, if you're watching a show that you know well, like you can just, you can listen to it. It doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. But then I can't see cousin Greg. So what's the point? <laughs> but I, I think it's, it's like such a commonality and like second nature to us that we're just going to go and do it. But yeah. in like new settings, it just like. New settings is tough. Yeah. New settings is definitely tough. I feel like luckily, like, I feel like that was definitely like, huh, I'm trying to, I feel like I usually don't end up in a setting where like we're, I'm in a new place and we're watching TV. You just, what do you just not make new friends? Is that the deal is? I have no friends. That's kind of the whole point of that. <laughs> I, I like hosting though for that reason. Right. I, I yeah. like when I can host because oh, then, sure. you know, I kind of get to play on my turf. Yeah. No. Okay. So actually, so um, I, I, I play a lot of video games. I used to play even more video games when I was younger. And um, I have like a, you know, big, like 60 inch screen that I sit probably like two feet away from to play. And uh, my, it's like a big chair that I sit on. My friends call it the throne. <laughs> oh, I have a throne. <laughs> the throne. Yeah. You were thrown? Yeah. Dude, that's okay. I have never watched a movie laying down. Have you ever watched a movie laying down? Well, like, totally laying down. Maybe on my iPad, but I've never I've never watched a movie on a TV laying down in my life. I have. I have. Because I sit in the fucking chair. <laughs> so you, you, you bring up something very interesting. Something I have done before, okay, is move the couch. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bold strategy. I once okay, this is a great, great rant here. I once <laughs> had a date oh. where I knew I was gonna watch a movie, oh. and so I intentionally moved the couch. Yeah. Oh, I've done that too, actually. Yeah. What a move that is. Yeah, like, yeah. You look out of place if it's like where you live, and it's like, oh, it looks normal, dude. Sure. Literally, like first, yeah, verbatim, same thing, like. One of the first dates I ever went on in high school, um, my parents were not home and this girl came over to watch a movie and my friends were over beforehand. And I'm like, man, like, cause the room I, I you know, it's the same room I play video games in, but there are yeah, only chairs in that room. And I'm like, well, you know, if we're sitting in separate chairs, this is not gonna be a great date. <laughs> oh, it's nothing to do with being blind. This is everything to do with trying to solve it. <laughs> no, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I also placed the, the couch close to the screen, so you know, a bit of both. <laughs> Just because you wanted to sit close to the screen did not mean you need the couch there. I moved the couch because, like, I have like the throne chair and then like the couch. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. Nonetheless, we're vibing on the move the couch move. Yeah, moving the couch is definitely the move. If anyone wants to back pocket that, always move the couch. Always move the couch. Yeah, apparently, even if you're not blind, it's still a good move. Don't sit in chairs on a date. Get a couch. Oh, my God. We're going <laughs> to definitely have to do some, some stuff on going out with people. 
Yeah. Pod. I mean, yeah. That's, that could be the entire pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, man. Maybe uh, we want to bring it back to uh, being a kid with, with bad vision again, where we started. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's circle back. Let's circle <laughs> quick, back. quick little circle back. Um, yes. Yeah, so. With bad vision, I never even considered moving a couch for a day. I didn't even know what girls were. I thought they had cooties at the time. <laughs> but <laughs> to explain what my eyesight is like, because I didn't even do that part yet. Um, essentially, like, I don't have a layer of my eye developed. And so, that's like why I have light sensitivity and why I have worse vision. So I was born that way and that'll never change. And there's no like surgery or anything. I bet you also get the question, why don't you just get laser eye surgery? That one I've gotten a lot of times. Yeah, it's not the worst for me. Uh, but nonetheless, I am, you know, it's stable. So it's, it's pretty, I, I pretty much know what I'm going to get at this point. We see how we how quickly I turned there. We made jokes about going on dates, and uh, I talked yeah. about my business. Like pretty, pretty nifty. Pretty nifty. I don't know if it was, if it was good, but it happened. <laughs> it happened. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, oh fuck, dude! I I, <laughs> I remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> Not anything. Got nothing to add. I'm sorry, you're blind. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I'm pretty okay with it, bro yeah good point yeah, um, i'm gonna meet you if i'm not blind right that would have been pretty random what if i wasn't blind i wouldn't have met you that would have been pretty random that's true dude what if only one of us was blind you think you think you'd be an asshole to you think you'd just say the same stupid questions that we hear that's a really good question i don't know why i wouldn't be naive yeah i'd probably I'd ask somebody, right i don't know I mean, that's a ah, damn see okay this is see this is why I would not fix my vision because I can't like this, this like empathy feels like a part of me, right? Because I've, I've grown up with this bad vision. And the only reason I think for sure, I wouldn't ask a stupid question like that is because I wouldn't try to ask a stupid question in general, but I'm only thinking that because I've dealt with all these stupid questions. Uh, yeah. I totally agree. Like we have this empathy piece. It's innate. And I don't know if I can give myself enough credit to say uh, that I would be better if I wasn't like that. Yeah. I, I also think that like being blind is like a big identity piece in terms of like perspective giving. Like we're talking here on this podcast about here's our experience. Here are these so far we throw out some funny anecdotes why we're here, like what our experience is different, things we have to think about. And just like with every identity group that is you know, a minority or unique, everyone has their own experiences to kind of shape the way they approach things and the questions they would ask and how naive they are in certain settings. And I think that I embrace the fact that I have some diversity about me. Like I'm a white cisgender male. And I think that being blind has opened my eyes to what it, the experience might be like of a lot of different affinities. And the, I guess, kind of ideas and struggles that they might face and they're equivalent to the, why don't you just get laser eye surgery or why is your font so big questions? Yes. Yeah. It's, I, I agree also as a white cisgender male that it definitely, I think being disabled, you know, makes us much better, at least being able to sympathize with, with people who, who've also, you know, felt othering at times. Yeah.
You feel other right now? Talking to the blind guy. Not right now. <laughs> Pretty good. I actually rarely feel othered. Um, really? Uh, yeah. There. Well, I guess I feel othered when people are pounding me with questions about like, like when I had to explain to all my work friends at once like why my screen was so zoomed in because they all were just pounding me with questions like why your screen like this? Why are you doing that? Blah blah blah. blah. That was just a little awkward. Especially when you got to take the whole group on, you know? Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. And then you got to play it off because you're trying to be friends with them. Yeah, like, you know, I'm blind. You can still be friends with me, though. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, you don't want them to feel like shit that they were just asking dumb questions. That's why I don't try to make them think it's dumb question. I, I, I go with naive usually. Well, yeah, sorry. Dumb is, yeah, that is, dumb is the wrong word. You're right. It's because- you got to get like, the vernacular down, you know? Just because yeah. I think it's- They are naive questions because, you know, I think there's totally a world, unfortunately, where I probably was asking the same naive questions if I wasn't like this. 100%. But I guess that's kind of the whole point is that maybe people will hear this story and just think that maybe, you know, just pause. And in general, right? I mean, obviously, there's not a ton of people who are similar to Ethan and I, but in general, when you see something that is maybe slightly off, don't immediately hit them with the, why are you doing that? Think of And that. if you're going to hit them with the question, <laughs> do it in a better way. Yeah. The, why are you doing that, bro? Like, I don't need to yeah. hear it like that. But yeah. you do like, I noticed you were doing this. Like, is there anything you want to share about like why you made that decision or whatever? Like, there are different ways to say it lighter yeah. or to come out of a place of like empathy rather than a place out of like accusation know, or accusation. Yeah. yeah. It de- like when people, when it feels like an accusation, it's like, what, what do you want me to say here? What do you also, want? I, I, yeah. I don't know how comfortable you'd be with this and I don't know how we would do it, but yeah. getting someone on here that knows nothing about blind people <laughs> and letting them ask us all the dumb questions, but us get to answer them together would be really fun. That would be fun. We should do that. How okay. do we find someone that doesn't know us? Yeah. He's <laughs> like a friend of a friend of a friend. It's gonna be like 20 bucks. Yeah. It's gonna be both very easy and very hard because I don't have any friends, but if I could get someone's friend to be more... <laughs> like we need like a to reach out to our networks. Hey, anyone have a friend of yours that doesn't know me that's an absolute idiot that wants to make 20 dollars? <laughs> just walk down the street excuse me sir are you uh are you an idiot <laughs> you want to join our podcast and <laughs> 25 dollars i'll be whatever you want me to be 